Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we learned Parasha Hayesara. Hayesara means the life of Sarah. And paradoxically, the parasha begins actually with Abraham looking for a burial plot where to bury his loved wife, Sarah, in the plains of, of, of Hebron. So I found this beautiful article. It's, it's written by Rabbi Shlomo Yafi with Yankee Tober. It's called What Happens After Death. And um, it's interesting because the parasha is called Hayesara, the life of Sarah. And what does it mean that a person just died and the Torah doesn't say the death of Sarah, it says the life of Sarah. So uh, the fundamental belief of Judaism is that life does not begin at birth and it does not end at death. Uh, it's, it says in Kohelet and Ecclesiastes, and the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God who gave it. So we see here, that life, as we know it, a physical existence in this world, is part of a journey of a soul. When we're here, it's part of our journey. It's that the soul has to go through many phases and many journeys in order to be able to achieve the ultimate reason for which it was emanated and created. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe would often point out, he was an incredible engineer, the basic law of physics, which is known as the first law of thermodynamics. And this law teaches that, it's, that there's, no, never, there's no energy that can ever be lost or destroyed. It only assumes another form. So the Rebbe says that if it's, this is the case with the physical energy, how much more so this would apply with the spiritual energy, with a spiritual entity, such as the soul. So whose existence is not limited by time, space, or any other delineators of the physical state. Certainly the spiritual, spiritual energy that is the human being is the source of sight and hearing, emotion and intellect, will and consciousness, and this does not cease to exist once the person has left the body, once the soul has left the body and has uh, stopped his physical existence. So he says here, they say here, that while there are numerous stations in the, in the soul's journey, they can be grouped into four general categories, so, or phases. So one is the holy spiritual existence of a soul before he enters the, the, the material world, before a, a, a soul descends into this world and enters a body to live a physical existence. Then he has a physical life, he experiences life as, as we all know it, the good, the bad, and everything that is in between. And then we have, once a person leaves this world, he has a post-physical life in the world of, of, of souls, which is also known as Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, and which is the anti-theater before entering paradise, Eden. And then, after everything has been done, then the soul will enter the world to come, which is the Olamaba. Which, is, which will come after the resurrection of the dead. So we see that there's, what, that there's four phases, they're all necessary. There's no person that hasn't gone, uh, has to go through these uh, phases. Uh, there's souls that have had to go through them 
many times because they have to reincarnate to come into this world to be able to fulfill the purpose for which they came to do here and so we'll see that the ultimate purpose of the of the soul is fulfilled during the time it spends in this physical world uh, making this place this world a dwelling place for Hashem with the fulfillment of the mitzvot the biggest tragedy of a person leaving this world, of not being able to live in a physical body, is that the moment a person stops living in this physical world, as hard as it is, it has no more opportunity to fulfill mitzvot and learn and, uh, uh, the fulfillment of mitzvot. So whatever a person does here, that's what he did. Whatever you accomplished in, in, in fulfilling the, the Torah, in taking care of the mitzvahs, of your acts of loving kindness, all that is only done in this world. Once we leave this world, wherever you are in that spiritual ladder of accomplishment in the physical world, that's where you're going to be able to come uh, in that different level once you enter the the, the, the world of the souls after death but for our action in this world to have true significance they must be produced of our free choice so free choice is something that is fundamental to the to this world to the world to the physical world uh, Hashem cannot make us do anything he gives us autonomy we're different than angels angels are amazing but angels don't have free will they are created for a purpose they live their lives or their existence doing what they were created to do and that's it they cannot do more or less that's it they don't have a choice but Hashem gave people the, the ability to be able to choose freely if they wanna do mitzvot, learn Torah, do kindness, or not. That's up to us. That's what we choose. So it says here that uh, this, this crucial stage of our lives is enacted under the conditions of almost total spiritual blackout. So it's like a game. We come into this world and we're born and it says that the baby taught everything in the womb of the mother that an angel comes with a, with a candle and puts it in his head and he shows him the world from the beginning to end and he teaches him the whole Torah and once the baby is born the angel taps him in his upper lip that's why we all have this little dent here and the baby forgets everything it's been taught and the angel tells him be righteous and not be wicked be righteous and not be wicked. It makes him take an oath in which he has to promise that he's gonna be righteous and not be wicked. So we come here and we're presented in this world with all these things, good, bad, gray areas, not so gray areas. We're presented with all these opportunities to choose between what Hashem wants us to do and what Hashem doesn't want us to do. So free will really basically is that you choose to follow God's ways or you, or you choose not to follow God's ways. That's your free will. So on the other hand, however, how would it be possible at all to discover and act upon goodness and truth under such conditions? So what the rabbis are saying here is like Hashem put us in this world. He made us forget everything. We, we come here with amnesia. We don't remember anything. We're like like these new things in this world where we don't remember where we come from we don't remember why we're here 
and then he expects us to choose between good and bad. So this is why the soul exists in a purely spiritual state before it descends into this world. And, um, and its pre-physical existence, the soul is fortified with divine wisdom, knowledge, and vision that will empower it in its struggles to transcend and transform the physical reality. So as it, as it says, that even though we come here and we're amnesic, there is a subconscious level that we have which remembers. I know because I give classes uh, sometimes to people who have never learned Torah in their whole life. And when they come to the class, at the end they come to me and says, you know what, it resonates with me. It's, everything you've said, it resonates with me. It doesn't, doesn't sound foreign to me, it sounds very close to me. And that's why, because even though we're amnesic and we're walking around here and we don't remember uh, where we come from and where we're going and what's the purpose of our lives, there is a part of us which is that essence, that soul, that, uh, that uh, emanation of God, that spark of God that is within us, that actually resides in the right uh, lobe of the, of, the, of the brain and in the left and in the right side of the heart that has a memory. So there's an obvious question, if we're made to forget it all, why teach it, us, why teach it to us in the first place? So here it says that in reality is that, the, that we can't even manifestly know it, but at the same time we do know it. So deep inside of us, deep, deep in, inside of us, we know enough not to ignore it but also deep enough that whatever we are and whatever we become, we can always choose to unearth it. So in, in reality, if you look at humanity, the, hu the human being is an incredible being. He's always in the search of truth. People are looking for truth. People are looking for answers. They want to connect. You see in every religion, people want to connect to God, wants to connect to the truth. They're looking in every place they can find and um, and in reality it is because we do have that memory so it says here that the second phase which is the physical life there's tests and trials tribulations there's easy times there are hard times and the characteristics of the physical life it, it and its fine finiteness because it's a finite life uh, its opaqueness and the self-centeredness is tendency to conceal what lies behind it from heavy veil that obscures virtually all knowledge and memory of our divine source so but deep deep inside a person knows when something is wrong we do know that something is wrong you know when you look at a little kid and he's uh, hitting the little brother and he's looking with the eye like that to the mom to see if she's looking at him he knows he's not doing the right thing he knows and he can be two or three years old. So the knowledge is faint and, and the subconscious memory, uh, maybe it can be a little silence, but in reality we have a choice, we have to know. That's why it's so important to learn Torah because Torah is a guide to life, is a blueprint of creation and it will bring back all memories to us. So everything physical by definition is finite, we are not going to stay in this world. 
we're here for a moment, a moment in time. You know, I, I'm thinking about my life and I'm 51 years old and I think, wow, where did it go? Where did all that time go? I can't believe it. I remember when I was in, in school and I used to think, oh, in the year 2000, I'm gonna be 33 years old. And I was like 15 years old and I was like, that's so far away. And I'm already 20 years ahead of that. So time flies, time is something ethereal. You have it and then you don't have it. And life is not forever. And, uh, and what this, this parasha really is trying to tell us is that Sarah lived in a way that after, after she passed away from this world, she continues to live on. Because all the things that she did, all the teachings she brought to the world continue to exist. So, you know, this week we lost a great, great man. We lost uh, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, who was a luminary of our time. He wrote countless books, gave countless talks. He was uh, the, the previous chief rabbi of England. He was very well known by everybody, not only the Jewish world. He was a, a philosopher, a great thinker. And he left a legacy for generations and generations and generations to come. I teach Ethics of the Fathers, Pir Kiavot. It's a book that is from the times of the Talmud. I still teach it and it's still true and it's still relevant. And all these teachings of these great sages continue to live. When a Jew behaves in an ethical way, he's living, uh, he's living the ethics of the fathers. He's living all these Mishnas that all these rabbis left. When you're learning Rashi, or you're learning the teachings of, of, um, of Rabbi Hillel, or all these great sages, they are still alive because they transcended time. And everything they left in this world, the reality, not only stayed here, for all of us thousands of years later, but it went with them too. So it transcends. So we see here that the accomplishments of this life are very precious. We must not take this life lightly. We, we should not live life la vida loca, like let's live and live and live because tomorrow we're not gonna be here. No, make your life meaningful, make it purposeful, live something in this world that it's gonna affect those around you or even more people do things that will create a, a, a eternity that will be eternal and in that way you make your life eternal even if physically you're not living in this world the day you go from here the, you left something that transcends life so uh, we see here that the Talmud quotes the verse, you shall keep the mitzvah, the decrees and the laws, which I command you today to do them. Today to do them, explains the Talmud. Not for tomorrow, don't do them tomorrow, do them today. Don't miss the, the time in your life. Some people say, no, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. But you know what? We need to live our lives like every day, like if it's the last day of our lives. Don't leave anything for tomorrow. If you're having an argument with somebody, Fix it today. If you need to do something important, do it today. Don't leave things for later because this, this world is, 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 is like, a, like a breath. It goes like this. So we see here that um, Rabbi Yafi says that it's as if we spent 100 years watching an orchestra performing a symphony 
on television with the sound turned off. Imagine that you're sitting and you're watching and you're watching, but you're not listening to what's going on. And we watch the hand movements of the conductor and we see the musicians moving their, their arms with the violins and the piano and the guitars and all. And sometimes we ask, why are the people on the screen doing all these movements, these strange movements? What's the purpose? What's going on? And sometimes we understood that a great piece of music was being played. Sometimes we know there's something going on. So it's like now with the pandemic, yeah, there has to be something about it. Hashem has a plan. There's a plan into it. Something lights up in our heads. And after a hundred years of watching in silence, we watch it again in, ta in time with the sound turned on. And the orchestra, orchestra really is ourselves and the music played well or poorly is the deeds of our lives. So we need to make that music beautiful. We need to not lose the moment to live our lives with all we've got to be the best we can be and then they come to explain what is heaven and what is hell and what what's the difference so heaven and hell are where the soul receives its reward or its punishment uh, depending on what happened in uh, in this lifetime so what happens is when a soul leaves this world he has imagine that the soul is a beautiful white dress that was given to a person and throughout his life, this person spilled wine on it and spilled food on it. So it has stains. So every time a person does something that goes against Hashem, he stains the dress. So what happens is that most of the things in this world can be corrected through Teshuvah. You do Teshuvah, you repent, you regret, you, you, you change, you go the other way, you never do it again. And then you are forgiven and you clean that stain. But there are certain stains that cannot be cleansed in this world because the damage that one creates, even though you can be forgiven in this world, world the stain cannot be erased, needs to be cleansed after one goes from this world. So for example, la shonara, or eating non-kosher food throughout your lifetime. So even if you become a kosher person and you do teshuvah, the stain that was created by that non-kosher food that you ate for 20 years is gonna be there. So the soul, when he leaves this world, goes to a place called Gainon. I like to call it the, the cleaners. It's a nicer name. And what happens is in this place, this person is cleansed. The soul is cleansed. It says it's not longer than 11 months, no matter how bad a person was. That's why uh, when a person is deceased, it, the Kaddish is done for 11 months. And, uh, and every time the Kaddish is done, that soul is able to have some uh, respite, some... Uh, uh, he can get out of Gainon for a while and, and have a breath. So this is what Gainon is, and it cleanses that spot, so that soul can ascend to the place where he's gonna go. And heaven is a place where you are rewarded for the good deeds that you, you did in this world. So, so what happens is it depends on, on how much you have ascended in the ladder in this world because the, the ascension of the, of, the, of, the, of the soul is in this world throughout your actions, throughout your life, how you behave, how you're with people, how you treat people, if you work generous, if you contain your anger, all these things. 
And depending on how refined that soul became in the world and how uh, careful that soul was with the keeping of the mitzvot, that soul is going to have a place in, uh, in, in the higher world, depending on where he ended up in this world, that's where he's going to be in the, in, the, in the world after he passes away. And depending how high he is, he is going to be the closest to Hashem. So the more you do, the closer you're going to be to God. And the less you do, the less closer you're going to be. So it all depends on how much you do in this world. And then, and then we are waiting for that time of, uh, of, uh, of Mashiach. That when Mashiach comes, the souls of the dead are going to be resurrected. They're going to come back in their bodies. And that's the last phase, which we're all waiting for, which is the redemption, which is a time in which we, are we have been able to rectify everything that has to be rectified from the first sin, which was, the first sin actually was that they didn't keep the will of Hashem. So once the whole world recognizes God, and each person on itself is able to rectify whatever he needs to rectify in this world because this is why we come here really is to rectify is to correct and to ascend and when we do it and the whole world comes to a point where everybody is already rectified then god willing the messiah will come and we will experience the world to come the olam haba in which we will be rewarded for all the things we did well and we will experience the, the life that Hashem envisioned for us from the first time He created the world. This was the whole purpose of the creation of the world, was to give us a world of, of, of connection to God. And so this is the time of Mashiach, this is Olam Abba, and, uh, but actually this world in which we are, this world of... Uh, this physical world is a very, very important world. We should not take it lightly. We should really take advantage of it and work in it and rectify it. We have things that we need to work on and there's not enough time to do it. We have to work very hard and we have to not lose our time. So, so God willing, one day body and soul will be reunited as they were before they were separated by death. And we will inhabit all the good that we accomplish with our freely chosen actions in the challenges and concealments of the physical life. So in that way, nobody will ever cease to exist because uh, death is only a continuation of life. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.